Dana, what is happening? Oh, you know, not much. Uh, you know, I'm glad you're here joining us on Two Guys Talking Toys, and we may be changing the title for this <laughs> for this episode. I'll tell you why in a couple of minutes. But, uh, you know, we're still, I loved last week when we were uh, celebrating our, our year anniversary of doing this nonsense and enjoying fun. it. Yeah, and we had your sisters on, so I figured this year, this week, we'll continue that celebration. But first, uh, did you get did you get anything new? Oh, you know what? I, I, I was so excited to jump on. I forgot. Give me one second. Riveting. <laughs> Tom is unprepared, and it's going to be something already in a in a package. He's not even going to know what it is. Watch to see if we continue that tradition. This is the this high was so secret content you so all come here for. So secret, Tom couldn't even bring it in front of the camera. I had to go and get it out of the safe. It's not. It wasn't my safe. I had to go crack into it first. So, continuing on with what did I get? I don't know. I don't remember because this it's arrived. A dog. This a arrived box. a few weeks ago. It's my dog in a box, and I, which means I really should have opened this like weeks ago. Ah. It's going to be unpleasant for everybody. I am so sorry, Pupper. I feel like the audience would enjoy seeing a boxed, dehydrated dog. I don't know if they would like seeing that. No, then you just uh, add water and it goes, like, you know, oh, one, of those, those oh, one, of those, one of those mattresses that you yeah, like yeah, yeah, out yeah. of the box. Yep. Ah, this, this, week's, this week's get is uh, White white Widow. White Widow. Oh, that looks like a good figure. I've never seen that one in the store. Uh, it's it's based on it. It's based on the the live action, so I right. will probably yeah, yeah. not be keeping her. Uh, but th this is this is why I got her because I wanted that that build a figure piece, right? Which means that this oh this is part of that that super cheap Target sale where they were just brooming everything and they were like here yeah take, yeah yeah I didn't this. take much advantage of that. I did I oh did I send you a picture of what I found in Walmart because I the Talos yes. Yes, you did. So, well, why is Walmart's idea of a clearance $19.99? I'm not paying $19.99 for Talos. I said it before. I'll say it again. He sucks, and I'm not paying full price for him. <laughs> I just want the Hydra Stomper. I won't right. do it. We're going on Tom's Tom's rant early today. I like it. <laughs> um, what about you? Did you have, you have better luck than I did? I did. I got, um, you know, for for Christmas and my birthday, I got uh, the, you know, the the 10-inch, like, Titan figures that you could get at Target and Walmart. Yes. And some of them are really cool. Like, the Black Manta was cool. A lot of the Batman figures mm -hmm. are cool. They just released a new Bane under Batman mm -hmm. Adventures. Um, and they did the Joker, uh, really? which is fantastic. It's a great figure. Oh, that is really cool. Not only is it a great figure in and of itself, but it comes with great accessories. It has... Um, playing cards mm -hmm. and his little uh, walking stick that he loves. That's it comes awesome. with uh, a jacket and tails I, that you could put on him. It's a lot of effort for. Yeah, and, and the, I don't. I don't want to say a bad thing. Like he's really good, and he comes with a hat. That is and awesome. He comes with the hat. Yeah, this is a great he? figure. And you pick these guys up for like ten or twelve bucks. That's really good. They've yeah. come. A, we've come a long way since uh, since the giant toy biz X Men. Yes, which, we have. Which, and, by the way, I kind of wish they would bring back. Yeah, I do kind of like those. Fun. I and and also weird. I have two rescues mm -hmm. from two different targets here on the island. Really? And I'm they always are... amazed by how you find stuff in, in parking yeah. lots or near stores. I don't I but never they, see anything. But they're perfectly color coordinated with this Joker. One is a McDonald's squishy, <laughs> which is <laughs> the grimace. 
right? It's like Grimace having just spilled his popcorn. Yeah, and this little popper thing, which is the same color green. <laughs> These two rescues just color coordinated. You, you got a ready-made crew for Joker. That's fantastic. That's right. That's the way it goes. So, Tom, uh, moving forward from uh, last week's show when we were graced by your two sisters joining us, and since you and I are our gleeful co-hosts, I thought today we would bring on my bro hosts. And uh, <laughs> I have Derek, uh, my older brother, and Dale, my younger brother. And, uh, you know, we can they're going to join us today and talk about the idiocy that was our childhood. And, Fantastic. Uh, plan. So you guys can uh, go ahead and join us. That would be great. Wow, welcome to Four Guys Talking Toys. Four Guys Talking Toys today. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Derek is my older brother. Dale's my younger brother. You've heard me discuss them before. And and this is the way it normally worked when we were kids. I was the boring one, right? And I would get characters and figures, and I would try to stay in in their lane. Like, Mm -hmm. I was always the boring one. And Dale would create these characters like every one of his characters was someone you wanted to know about it was like watching a coen brothers film they were all <laughs> a little bit wacky and uh, you, you never knew which direction they were going and then derek would always bring in like the mystical or you know like for instance when we we switched from star wars to gi joe right and we, there were so many characters and but Derek kind of stayed with Star Wars because it had that mystical space element. And then mm-hmm. it screwed all of Because we were like, we got ninjas. And he's like, <laughs> and then what are we going to do with G.I. Joe guys? Because he's got force fields and lightsabers and the force. <laughs> so, like, Derek would show up and we're like, oh, great. Now we're screwed. Darth Vader's here, right? What are you going to do? So, uh, you know, <laughs> and that's just kind of the way it went, right? Would you say that was accurate, guys? Yeah. Yeah, Darth Vader always messed everything up because you <laughs> right. Because what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do against Darth Vader anymore? <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, and Dale always. I don't even know how, but he would always, as soon as he opened the package, he would come up with a character like that. Like he was just like, you know, my guys were the running mill guys, but Dale, like I was story driven, and Dale's mm-hmm. stories were always very character driven. Mm-hmm. Um. Adele, how I mean, what what brought that about with you? Well, you, I think it had to do with being the youngest, and right. so when um, when a collection would come out and we'd get into it, you know, like I don't know if you guys remember, but when we were really little and it was all Star Wars toys, you know, one of you guys had like Han Solo and the Bounty Hunters, and the other one had Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, and I had like Princess Leia and Lando Calrissian fighting the Tusken Raiders. Right. So, <laughs> they all had this thing with Cloud City. Like his favorite guy were the Ugnots and Lobot. Lobot, like, yeah. Lobot, Lobot, Lobot was my my protagonist in every story. And because right. I always had the sort of secondary characters, I had to I had to give them something to make them special, you know, because Luke Skywalker is inherently special and Darth Vader is inherently special. Lobot is just the guy. <laughs> just a nine to five. He checks in. You know, he doesn't want to check in. Lando turns him on with a remote control. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, to be honest, you know, Billy D turns everybody on. <laughs> he just Col- walks 45. back. Oh, yeah. I'm up. 
I can dig that. Um, Cloud City is the coolest place to be. Pardon the cough. Yeah, and then Derek always had the figures that were kind of like outside the norm. Even when we were very young, and I think I probably mentioned this, Dale and I had this make-believe adventure team um, mm -hmm. uh, creatively named, not Dana and Dale, they were John and Mike. <laughs> I don't know why we'd go from having fun names to having boring <laughs> names, but we would climb trees and pretend we were climbing mountains, you know, and, you know, the grass pile was quicksand. Like, we would just run around the yard and pretend we were having adventures. I'm, and then, I'm very, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then Derek joined us as Jack. So we were John, Mike, and Jack the Adventurers. But then suddenly in the middle of our adventure, Jack would turn into a werewolf. And then <laughs> the whole story would take a different turn. Like it was always Derek who motivated the the uh like the break from the norm. So like we're playing G.I. Joe and then the the um you know the the four-inch Dracula would show up. And just like, what, what the heck, man? <laughs> so Derek always found those characters outside the norm. And uh, was that on purpose, Derek? Or was that just something? No, it just kind of worked out that way. I, I liked the monsters, and then I had to fit them in somehow. So <laughs> I yeah. had no fight to Dracula. <laughs> right. As, and, go as ahead, the, As the older brother, what was that kind of like? like were you used to just like... I don't know how much older than than Dana you are. Like, were you just used to playing like kind of on your own, and then Dana showed up? We're all or... pretty close in age. Derek's okay. only a year older than I, uh, I mean, and Dale's two years younger. I, I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I I was like the weirder, more outre stuff. So, <laughs> but I still wanted to play. So, yeah, yeah. And then you had someone to play with. Trying to work it in somehow. <laughs> yeah, but the good thing about that is always it expanded our universe. For instance, um, I, I, when I look back now, the most fun that we we had collectively were, I, I think, the times when we were playing with the wrestlers on the dining room table. And we had all these characters, and we had commentators, and we, like, pretended it was airing at 2 in the morning and nobody was watching. So that made a fun <laughs> banter between. But, like... And, and that comes from, the, like, that we were not just WWF kids. Right, I was we just were watching AWA like when it was declining and getting kind oh, of okay. sad. Yeah, yeah. So when that was <laughs> AWA was our our mo almost it, we almost took the AWA like de evolution and then turned it into glow. Like that's how, yeah. that's how far down. <laughs> did you have Did you have any of the AWA figures? Yeah, Derek oh, yeah, was yeah. the one who introduced them. Uh, I had them all. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I, I like. I was always like, I like the AWA and NWA because it was like mm -hmm. the wheel wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but I still try to make it work with the WW WWE then WWF, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like we had the the Hulk Hogan and the Roddy Piper, and Derek's a big Roddy Piper fan, but you know. But, you know, when he didn't have Roddy Piper, he took AWA's Roddy Piper. He took Larry's Abisco and introduced, like, when those figures came out, you know, Stan Hansen and the Four Horsemen and Larry's Abisco from um, Remco, those Remco figures, um, mm -hmm. they were smaller than the WWE guys. But um, Derek kind of expanded that, which then Dale and I bid on and got all of those knockoffs, those Galaxy Defender oh, guys. Yeah. And then yeah. once again... Dale came up with, the, I mean, we had all kinds of weird characters. I had this one character and I still have the figure that 
spoke only in broken riddles. And Dale had this like evil Knievel wannabe guy. Yale. Yale. His name was <laughs> Yale. And he was just like this this nerdy, I don't know, like almost oh, like he, a lost. He dude. was he was based on a character from Benson. There's a guy really? on Benson who came in and said, Hello, my name is Yale. That's awesome. And yeah. So I based this stuntman themed wrestler on Yale for Benson. Yeah, he was red, right? He had red and with a yeah, white red he suit, wasn't red hair. Like yeah. Evil Evil. And did, that... you, did you keep the wrestlers like just wrestlers, or did you pull in like figures from other toy lines? Because like because yeah, like I like I've told you, my I had dinosaurs and just random weird stuff where they had wrestling rules. So that since you had actual wrestlers, were you pulling in like he-man or did like jason the real warriors join you or no, was jason, it strictly like wrestling wrestling jason's you saw but we did have thunder punch he-man mm-hmm. and some other he-man figures that got involved we didn't go as they, far they as the dinosaurs but those uh remco uh that same buck as the mm-hmm. awa wrestlers they had the dinosaur heads those would have certainly joined into the squared circle to go oh yeah mm-hmm. and and demos from the and the warlord they became yeah, wrestlers and warlord, yeah, yeah. And we had the Remco uh, Thunderlips. Yes. <laughs> yep. And Mr. Oh, T. We had that Mr. T, too. Yes. And that's right when that rock and wrestling connection was happening and Mr. T was involved. But so did, that was cool. Did you, did you have, like, a long, ongoing story? Or did, did you kind of, like, change what you were doing, depending on what your moods were? Like, right, did, did you – was it wrestling one day and then, like, G.I. Joe's the next? Or did you have, like, a linear story that was developing? <laughs> No, we we would switch probably every couple of months. We were pretty devout mm-hmm. to whatever we were doing. And then we would transition to something else. Like I said, especially when we, we inherited the basement as our, you know, transferable world, we would do. And really, it would come to like whatever was, was new at the time. And it, it would shift on scales, you know, because mm-hmm. everything was three and three quarter inch and we had our bases set. And then wrestling was upstairs in the on the dining room table, which mm-hmm. probably was much to my mother's chagrin. But um, then we moved back downstairs and it went from G.I. Joe. We had an expansive G.I. Joe universe down yeah. there to, you know, um, He-Man. And then it really took off when we got into the superheroes because <laughs> that opened up a really wide universe of characters that... There were no limits because the comics had vampires and werewolves mm-hmm. and space travel and superheroes and magic. So it, it, it we had Chris Star, Dungeons and Dragons, I'm, the superheroes, all of them together. I'm glad you brought this up because I've been I've been dying to know this from the start of this of this of this show. I need to know <laughs> the entire story behind Jake the Snake summoning Metlar. <laughs> I, there you go. Dana has told me about this, but I I've always wanted to hear it firsthand, like what the story was, what led up to it, what it's the adventure fantastic. was. That whole like, let me just lay the framework. Like Dale was so good at weaving outside characters in. So like, I had so many superheroes, and Derek had like this area. Derek had the Ninja Turtles. That was his mm-hmm. big thing. Like Derek had the Ninja Turtles, and Never and had this happened. area of the basement that he set up and it was called cursed earth. It was like this whole like (laughs) dark area over there. So it broke down like this. Like I had the superheroes, Derek had like the Ninja Turtles and that kind of thing. And then Dale had a lot of the other playmates guys. He had the Dick Tracy guys and stuff like that. So Derek and I would be doing these battles and, and, and like Dale said, he kind of fell 
getting those extra guys. So, but Dick Tracy, like I've said before, he had Dick Tracy and Sam catch him. So then they deputized the wrestlers, which meant that big boy Caprice then uh, <laughs> tired wrestlers and they had the AWE guys and all that. And then that's how Metlar got involved. So that's, that's all you, Dale. <laughs> well, yeah, the idea was so big boy got tired of getting raided by the cops. So he, <laughs> there was this part of the basement that was just in shambles. Like yeah, there was we, just... it was it was the no go zone for when we were little. <laughs> it was like yes, you could play in the basement, but don't go there because it yeah. was like wood with nails and stuff like that. Yeah, I stepped oh, on more rusty nails by the time I was thirteen. It's just a magnet for young. It's just a magnet for young boys. Right. Why would you tell them to not go there? Right. Yeah. You know, I decided not to get a tetanus shot and just build an immunity. <laughs> but, so. He, so basically, that was hell. That was where Metlar dwelled. And Big Boy set up his base in hell. And then just outside, like hell adjacent, <laughs> was this was where all the wrestlers lived. And the only way to get into hell was for Jake the Snake to put the mask on and do the incantation <laughs> to open the what, portal so that you can go into hell. What kind of mask did he have? It was the so you remember the um swamp thing figures that the came Kenner out. swamp yes. thing line Kenner swamp things mm -hmm. and he had like this bear trap. Oh yeah! Thing. Wow, if you turned that's that a good bear idea. trap straight up. It looked like, like the roots like looked like head. antlers. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like this goat head mask it. that I would put on Jake the Snake. And I told you when uh when Derek said he wanted to buy the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My reaction when we did the turtles episode, my reaction was mixed. I was like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can't decide whether that's dumb or cool. But it <laughs> sort of uh, at the time was that off I, did, I didn't know what they were when I bought them. I did I said I think we were in Michigan. Yeah. Yes. And, Good memory. And I, I see them. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm I'm getting this because it's because <laughs> it's, it's just weird. So weird. <laughs> They were awesome. Yeah. Derek, do you remember the time uh, Dale and I discovered uh, Shredder downstairs without his shroud on? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I was upstairs and I heard the laughter. And I, was like, they seemed, I don't remember why I took the shroud off. but I think you washed it or something. Yeah, yeah I think no, I think he got wet. Yeah. He just took it off him to dry it. <laughs> as, then, as is what happens with the Shredder often when he's down in the sewers. Yeah, you gotta wash that thing when you're trouncing around in the sewers. And then and then Krang points and laughs at him. Yeah. I, I'll share some of my my <laughs> you know, some of my favorite moments was that I I don't remember the guy's name. He was uh from that warlord line, the guy with the horns. I think it was the Conan villain. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And uh with the purple with the purple sparkly yeah, shroud, yeah. yeah. He got in a fight with Superman that was pretty epic down there. Um, uh, that that shredder memory sticks in my head forever, and then and and Derek's you know Universal Monsters showing up and screwing everything up all the time because GI Joe is not prepared to fight oh, a vampire. Tell us tell us about some of those. When when did, what were what were some of the stories of of GI Joe encountering Universal Monsters? Because that's also a very fun concept. Right. Well, it was all about, you know, it's very similar to the Serpentor story, believe it or not. I think they were spying on Derek 
And, you know, he had the, you know, Dale had Destro and I had Cobra Commander and the Dreadnoughts. And then originally Derek kind of had the business guys like he had Tomax's name out early, early on. And then, you know, how do they compete? Well, it was just, just like the Serpentor story. They needed it was very similar. Like, I think they were spying on Derek. <laughs> now, what was what was the end goal? I'm assuming they just destroyed GHO. I, I, I don't know. I remember like Dracula was in charge of all of them because like the creature of the Black Lagoon and the Werewolf, they're all kind of dumb. So like right. Dracula would be the one in charge. Sam the Opera would be like, I don't know, like his which we call an assistant. He didn't really have a role because he's just this just this but he's just a, like a guy. So he Yeah, he's, he's just a choir geek who couldn't get a date, so he had to kidnap well, her. well, and he's in a silent film, so he doesn't even say anything. He just <laughs> yeah. he just opens his mouth and nothing comes out, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Frankenstein was the muscle, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, but how do you beat Dracula? One you can't shoot them, right? So we had to have G.I. Joe designing silver bullets and wooden weapons. So, you know, but it, but it was cool, though, because we would use toothpicks, right? So oh, yeah. they couldn't stab him with a traditional sword, but a toothpick, if they drive that through his heart, they'd get him. Did Did you guys also, and I, I, I'm sure we've brought this up before, did you have those uh, those those little cocktail swords? Cause oh, those, yeah. Once I, they, once I found those, they were fantastic. Yeah, I still like like those. (laughs) Dale took. Dale, let me give you a new. There we go. Do you you have one? Yeah, I got my. Oh, uh, yes. This guy right here with the cocktail sword. (laughs) Let me tell you one of Dale's characters that he created. You know, Derek always moved us forward in story, and Dale moved us forward in laughter and characters. And uh, so, you know, the Tonka guy, Hank. He's got the blue overalls, says Tonka. Um, I don't know why we had this guy laying around. And Dale had a skull ring that broke. Mm -hmm. So he glued the skull ring onto the guy's face. (laughs) And gave him a sword that the guy believed was Excalibur. (laughs) And then he would run around with this horribly pseudo- English accent saying that he should be in charge because he wields Excalibur. Excalibur. <laughs> uh, fun fact about that guy, he had the purple robe from the go- from the Remco goat guy. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. He sure did. So, so that was one of one of like I guess the the earliest custom figures that you created. Yeah. He did a lot of those. I told you about Cutthroat. And mm-hmm. the uh, the Serpentor head swap amalgam was, guy was some of that just out of necessity because I because I remember I would be you know just being a, a kid and having toys you'd break stuff so I would cobble yeah I'd find like a leg from someone and just kind of cobble it together and then take dad's duct tape and make a new guy so was it was it more of like out of necessity or did you have like in your head an idea for this guy would be kind of cool if I added X Y Z. Well, at one point, we got into the idea of if we were playing outside with the G.I. Joes, the, we would do the gunfights with a BB gun. Yeah. <laughs> so there were a lot of casualties. Yeah, it was a one-pump rule, but yeah. Yeah, and we had like a plastic shot, like a King Cullen bag that was just full of scrap 
G.I. Joe part, <laughs> the broken guys and stuff. So every once in a while, you'd get bored and just cobble together some new guys out of mismatched parts. We would buy those corpse figures just to have parts. Oh, yeah, that's good fodder. It was very uh, Dr. Frankenstein-esque. <laughs> uh, Derek, um, you know, when he brought in the, the Ninja Turtles to the superhero, and then that expansive universe was... Um, I mean, his Shredder character was spot on. Uh, not just, you know, it, it wasn't just an impression of the cartoon, even though he did the voice pretty well. Um, and I think it, he had that voice before the cartoon, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that happened twice in our life. Derek had Shredder spot on before mm-hmm. we started watching the cartoon. And Dale nailed the big boy Caprice character before we saw Dick Tracy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, right mine, mine used more naughty language than the Al Pacino version. <laughs> yes, it did. But Derek Shredder, like Derek was the oldest and was actually the one who like, I don't know if he studied, but he he knew how Shredder could figure out how to beat everybody. So Derek, Derek was always a pain in the butt for the good guys. And I don't even know if he had any good guys besides the Ninja Turtles because he always just had a mass of bad guys. Well, the, the Shredder character kind of created himself because he had that po- posture, that humped over posture, and that hand would just kind of come out. And he kind of worked over Big Boy, off of Big Boy. I always felt like you could just do an entire thing with just Shredder and Dale's Big Boy interaction would be oh, yeah, a great comedy <laughs> show. It was because your shredder just thought Big Boy was ridiculous, and Big Boy would mock Shredder because he was so focused <laughs> that had that kamikaze mentality, and it was just uh, uh, some of the Big Boy uh, characters went went way off went way off the the, the bad guys went way off the rails. Some oh, but I nailed Mumbles too. Before yeah, you did the nail Mumbles. <laughs> yeah, the the influence went a little. <laughs> astray <laughs> you know i only recently found out that was henry silva was uh was the influence in the movie and then it, it just made perfect sense so yeah, yeah. once you know it, it makes perfect sense so derek what are some of your favorite memories when uh we were down in the basement you know creating these worlds and and playing with these guys uh i don't know i can't i can't really pick out one in particular but you know I what just... Go ahead. The whole thing. Yeah, that that was a really the fact that we had the whole basement to just do with what we wanted to was pretty. I amazing. mean, it, it was like any every kid's fantasy. Yeah. To, to you know to be able to do that. Yeah, it really was. Here's the thing, though, and and I'll admit this now live on this podcast that we probably played with our action figures much later than most people would. Right. So what was funny is we'd be down in the basement. Now we're like 13, 14, right? And we're coming up with these stories and we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And like someone would knock on the door. Like one of our friends would knock on the door while we were downstairs playing. And then it's like total silence. Like, don't let them hear us. Right. And then someone had to run up the stairs to the back door and kind of, but it's, it's it's, a, it's you know, a real thing. Like you you once you yeah. hit that age, and we're you know, especially when we were coming up, you 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 played with toys, and then there was that you're either told by your parents or just the general 
you know, the way that the world is, is, oh, you got to stop being childish and stop playing with toys. And you're like, well, it, it's still a lot of fun. Do I yeah. want to stop? Like, if you're still having fun doing it, you know, what incentive is there really aside from either peer pressure or societal norms? Like, no, this is fun. I'm going to yeah. enjoy it. And I still well, believe that. Go ahead, Derek. Sorry. That's the great thing about you know the what the, the collector's market now, that it's not weird now to be forty years old in the in the toy aisle of of the store. It's when, almost weird to see kids. Like when you're a kid, it's okay, <laughs> and now it's okay. But when I was like my twenties, to kind of peeking around the corner, like oh, nobody sees me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, assu the assumption is that like you're buying it for someone else, and you're like, you know, I guess I think for so long a lot of us just kind of let the cashier assume, yeah, it's for my nephew, yeah, it's for whomever. And now, now it's not as much the case anymore because you're, you're you're right there. It's it's nice that things have changed and it's it's oh, it was always okay, but now it's like more okay to go and just buy stuff for yourself. Like yeah, this is for me. This is mine. Yeah, and we were still buying into high school. You know, uh, when we moved to North Carolina, I had just graduated, but up through high school, you know, the, when I first got my car, Dale and I went to Play World. That was there was no gap like. Oh. We just stopped playing with them. There yeah, was yeah. at no point did we ever stop <laughs> buying them. We just stopped playing with them at some point. Right. And it wasn't really until college that it was like nobody cared. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, there's that there's that changeover from like playing to, well, this looks good just sitting on the shelf. This is fine. Yeah. Well, well a big shift happened when the new Kenner Star Wars came out. Yeah. That's because true. Uh, I remember going to hang out with you guys at college, um, and it was it was not uncommon for like just regular guys um, to have you know the new Star Wars dudes on their dresser in their dorm room. They weren't right. toy collectors per se, but new Star Wars figures came out, and everybody there I, was a I Gen X. Excited everybody! I remember when they came out, I like threw a whole paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I bought like everybody did all at one time. I remember that. I remember that. I, and I, I, I speak often enough on this podcast and certainly the time where we were all, you know, we moved to North Carolina. My buddy Noel was also a toy enthusiast and um, we would, uh, you know, we'd get paid every Wednesday. So Wednesday night was, you know, go get Taco Bell, uh, go to all the stores, maybe see a movie, but you know, you made the rounds, Target, Walmart, the comic book stores, Toys R Us, the mall, and then end at Perkins and a cup of coffee and a chocolate French soap pie. And that was our routine. Like that's what we did. And, um, and, and that was, you know, forever. And still now I'm grateful that I'm able to still collect. I, I love that Derek is still collecting and Dale obviously is still collecting. Um, so for you guys, Derek and Dale, and, and Derek, you can go first. Like, what has you still collecting? Uh, I mean, it, it's just something like, uh, brings you back to my childhood. Like, I'm like, I love the Universal Monsters, yeah, and it feels like I'm like keeping them alive by, I, I'm just so, uh, you know, excited that these figures are coming out and people still have an interest in them. Yeah. After, after all these years. What's so. great about the Universal Monsters is they've always kind of 
been there on the peripheral. And now that NECA has that license, and I love that you get those figures now with a real sense of artistic presentation as opposed to, you know, just knocking them out. Yeah, and, well, uh, it's like the continuing is a tradition. I always see, as a school bus driver, from school, I see kids with like a Michael Myers shirt or a Chainsaw Massacre shirt. Yeah. And it's like, you know, those monsters, you know, for them are like uh, Dracula and Frankenstein was for me. Right, so right. It's yeah. like the whole thing is continuing. Yeah, you know, it's not dying out. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm with you because you know, with my job, I'm in and out of schools all day, and I'm doing assemblies and stuff. And and um, when kids see me with a Batman thing on or whatever, and they come up and they start talking about Batman. I mean, obviously, Batman's you know very much in the forefront of of culture, but you know, when they start talking about some of the other superheroes and um, you know the new Spider-Man and all kinds of stuff, it's really cool. Um, Dale, what's still got you spending uh, your hard-earned ducats on toys? I, I think it, it comes down to it's funny things that, that came out here in the last eight or nine years. Like, I was kind of in a, a slowdown period. And I remember talking to you and saying, like, boy, my, my G.I. Joe collection kind of sucks. Like, that was the, the key toy like the the main toy of my childhood yeah and i have so little of it so i'm gonna start buying some vintage gi joe stuff so i started going around trying to find which is just before classified came out right um and the, the classified series um was kind of the um what kicked it off for me and then the, i love the star wars black series but i'm very cheap um <laughs> but as time went on i started finding them on clearance and on discount at ollie's yep. and and so that got me excited and also the the horror stuff just like i mean um uh derek and i have a long history of watching horror movies uh together and the, the horror stuff really enthused me too because there's so much stuff that um uh you know, when the NECA stuff, the really nice NECA stuff started coming out and it was $30, $40, I thought, oh, I'm not spending that. And then I saw Jason and I was like, okay, I'm buying that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, so that's a big part of it. I'm really excited they just put out the My Bloody Valentine, uh, the mind the mind worker guy. I really want that. Yeah, they did the uh, that um tiny terrors one, and then and and the, just uh, like in the, I collect uh, uh, Blu-rays and DVDs too, and it's the same principle of like because it's become such a niche market, like really exciting, obscure things are coming out. Stuff that I loved, that I saw on cable or watched on USA up all night is actually getting uh, really treated like important work mm, and that's what I, I love about the the nekahara stuff and i love about uh uh the gi joe classified is being treated as you know gung-ho is being treated as an important piece of yeah culture okay. history as okay. opposed okay. to just, my favorite just being a figure you know mm -hmm. um but it, before it ends i want to point out uh something you may not have remembered um, but when we played with our transformers, they they didn't get to be cars very often. We no, just no, not at all. Played with them like like regular action figures. 
but at one point we didn't cover the pool yep and the pool froze over and we played with our transformers on the frozen ice on the pool oh that's and, really cool yeah, yeah it was that awesome was, that's always been a special memory for me <laughs> yeah I, that was why i i always kind of steered more towards the uh the animal style transformers like the dino bots the predacons the the, the terracons i always loved, i always loved them because even though i would have the robot mode the the animal form would be almost like the special attack they'd be fighting with each other and they grimlock would go into dino mode and stomp out whomever and then go back to robot mode uh the, the car like i i liked some of the characters like jazz is one of my favorite transformers but he would always just be a robot well right. yeah i mean we all love uh um uh, sound wave, but really, what happens when he becomes a boombox? What you, you listen to some some LL Cool J? <laughs> I, I always wish they would have done that more often. Where Megatron's just hanging out and he's like, "Sound wave, play Sir Mix a Lot." Yeah, he just like that's like his Alexa. He's like, "Sound wave, play some play some smooth jazz." <laughs> uh, and he just, just sighs. <sighs> <laughs> just to cement my nerd bona fides, I said LL Cool J because he just can't live without his radio. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. I love that you guys are still collecting. I know Derek took a break for a couple of years until really the Universal stuff came out because he was hardcore into the Star Wars stuff for a while, and then and then he took a break. And I was really excited when I found out he was he was collecting again well, because well, the, Star, the Star Wars stuff just multiplied so fast that I couldn't keep up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, living in a rural area, I can't just drop by Target every week. It's right. you go to Target for me. It's like almost a day trip. <laughs> so right, yeah, I understand that. But I I love that that's still like you know we've obviously you know grown up and had to go Dale's all the way down to Florida, and I'm in New York, and Derek's in North Carolina. But it's still something that that we share, and I love and I thank you guys for being. Um, you know, subscribers to the show and supporting and watching. It's, it's just, you know, I just love it. And I, every time I'm on the show and Tom and I are discussing, I'm thinking about you guys because the toys really brought us together. Like really did. Like I don't see kids coming together in that way. They like, it's all online and, you know, but like we oh. occupied the same space and created worlds together and created stories together. And I know it sounds cheesy, but you know, that was the big deal. That was a big deal. Yeah. We, we really appreciate the comments on the show as well. Cause the, uh, it's almost well, pretty much every week we'll have the conversation and then we'll be done. And then we'll immediately forget all this other stuff that we like to bring, uh, talk about in the, in, uh, during the episode. And then we'll see, we'll see comments and be like, Oh Yeah. Oh, we absolutely should have gone over never ending story. Absolutely should have gotten figures. <laughs> and there is there is so there are so many things that we are not going to get to touch on in the next couple of minutes. But like there are just so many toy lines, so many uh just funny moments, so many worlds that we built at you know, we, we there's no way in, in one show we could connect on them all. But uh, you know, we spent a long time collecting and buying toys and, and making making stories. It was great. I'm I'm curious what uh, uh, for Dale and Derek, is there are there toy lines that are up and coming that have you excited that that you want to you want to jump on or that you can't wait for? For me, yeah. Oh, uh, not not anything in particular. Although I've been on a Big Bad Toy Store a lot, mm -hmm. I see like these cool figures. I have no idea what the deal is with them. 
you yeah. know where they're from but i'm like i'll, I'll look at that yeah yeah that's awesome there's i'm some, wondering dale if, some... if you've heard anything about a toy line for the upcoming toxic avenger reboot i have not no um but um you know there's it's funny because there's there's toy lines that you you know about that are coming out two years from now and then something will just spring up that you go oh where where did that come from um right uh derek and i were talking about the um house of a thousand corpses figures that came out i don't remember which company did them but they just seem to spring up out of nowhere yeah no, they made every they made every that. single character well, it's the 20th anniversary of that movie so wow it's been 20 years already yeah. Wow. <laughs> you feel old. Wow. I remember getting the DVD for that movie, <laughs> and that being almost a little, almost as entertaining as the movie. If you just let it sit, and uh, uh, I forgot his name. I forgot the name of the clown character. Captain Spaulding. Yes, it's Captain Spaulding. Spaulding would just do random <sighs> stuff if you let it, if you let the menu sit there. And I ever just leave, I would leave that on in the background and do other stuff, and they'd just be entertained by it. Wow, twenty years! I didn't know. I didn't know they had that on there. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, I look forward to future waves uh, of classified, of course. Um, uh, I'm just—they're it, it, so good at me not having any idea what they're going to do next. Right? You know, like I did see uh, Jinx is coming out, Dale. I, I know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. It's like they're tapped into my brain specifically because they've already done Low Light and Tunnel Rat and Hawk and Shockwave. Hawk, and Shockwave, yeah, like all all of my favorite Joes seem to be getting and the treatment. Barbecue, which is, which is exciting. Uh, well, barbecue was. <laughs> I just thought he would look neat as a classified figure, and yeah. I said that to Dana. He said, "No, I don't want a barbecue figure." And then what was it like <laughs> three months later? They announced barbecue. Yeah, now you can take your pick. Yeah. So I'm just psychically psych, psychically linked with Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, and I and know they're doing Derek... Nemesis Enforcer, which is another one on my wish list. Yes, yes, that's on everyone's wish list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I'm excited. I know Derek's excited to see where that um, where the uh, Dungeons and Dragons line is going. I'm waiting to see if they do the bigger figures like the North Lord and, and the oh, Titan. Okay. It's all cool. I, I want to see the Ogre King. <laughs> Ogre King, yeah, that was always your favorite, the Ogre King. He was a cool one, too. I, I, and he I, would be cool. Neko would do a fantastic job with him. Well, the the big guys for that was War Duke, Ogre King, Calabac, and uh, the the Assassin. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good stuff. I'm well, dying to know. I'm dying yeah. to know who's going to do Tiamat. That's that's the race right now. Who's going to crank out a Tiamat? Is it going to be Hasbro? Is it going to be Super 7? Is NECA going to do it? We've got three companies right now cranking out Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Yeah. Somebody has to make An one. affordable Tiamat. An affordable Tiamat. <laughs> yes. Well, I think, uh, thank you guys for being on. I think this is the point where we oh, could, uh, what, yeah, it's great fun. And, uh, you know, Tom, if you want to wrap us up and, and, and give us our credentials out. Yes, th thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. Uh, if you viewers, watchers, subscribers, thank you for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. Uh, it, it, come back again. We'll have definitely have more special episodes. You guys have to come back on at some point because this has yeah. been a lot of fun. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us on Twitter, our handle is Two Guys Talking Toys. That is the number two. No G after the talking. Same thing for Gmail. Uh, Instagram one day. 
But uh, until then, <laughs> like and subscribe to the video if you're enjoying what you're seeing. And take care, everybody. Yeah.